Hey folks, in this episode we will be talking about a character who is dealing with suicidal ideation. This is a comedy podcast and we may be making light of the situation. Comedy can be a way to deal with dark thoughts, but if you or someone you know is feeling up against it, please don't hesitate to reach out to someone. Call 988 here in the States or go to findahelpline.com. Needing help is not a sign of weakness, and we here at Lost on Lost want you to stick around. The world is a bigger place and a better place with you in it, and we love you. Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're We're lost lost on Lost. Welcome, everybody, to Lost on Lost, The Lost Effect. I'm Adam Busher, and I'm joined, as always, by a man who will be getting trashed on Listerine and filing an extension for his income taxes on April 29th, J.P. Russell. (laughs) I do file an extension. (laughs) Almost every year. Anyways. Because why not? That's what it's there for. (laughs) Yeah. I do my taxes in like March. (laughs) You're like Ned Flanders. You do them on January 1st. (laughs) Fucking midnight. Like a stamp. I I almost forgot. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to the Lost Effect. We are in our uh, we're in our midseason era. Just glowing up, baby. <laughs> this this midseason uh, tour is going to be worth billions and billions of dollars. Today, we are talking about No More Good Days, the first episode of the first and only season of the show Flash Forward on yeah. ABC. Our centric character is everyone's favorite Sleepy Joe, FBI Special Agent Mark Benford. Mm. No More Good Days takes place on October 6th, 2009, 1,841 days after the crash of Oceanic Flight 855. <laughs> uh, JP. Yeah. Do you have a recap? I do. Let's hear it. Blacking out for two and a half minutes and the city's on fire? What is this, a documentary about Adam and I in college? <laughs> A seemingly normal day for typical American FBI husband, father, Ford pickup truck, Mark Bedford, as he goes about his day arresting international terror suspects with no backup other than his best alive pal, Harold. When suddenly a global siesta occurs, excuse me, a global phenomena occurs, everyone on Earth passes out, causing chaos, destruction, and I can only assume several burnt souffles. You've got to keep an eye on those things. During this worldwide event, people see visions of the future. April 29th at 10 p.m., the world tries to grapple with the knowledge that they may or may not know their own fates. Is there no fate but what we make? Or will everyone be celebrating National Shrimp Scampi Day on April 29th like I always do? (laughs) Hey, Mark, your wife is mad at you because of something you did in a dream? That's not a flash forward. That's called dating a white woman. Let's get into Flash Forward 2009 starring Joseph Finney, 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 whatever. And definitely not the BBC Flash Forward from 1995 starring Ben Foster. <laughs> that is not the first time we've referenced the BBC Flash Forward from 1995 on this show. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, Adam. Oh, yeah. We have a guest. Excellent. We, we, we keep roping them in. 
he's back for the for the hat trick, right? This is it, number three. This is this is number three, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, Mike Trailer. Yay! Oh, I'm the guest. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were bringing in something. Okay, no, yeah, let's, let's go, let's go. W- would you like to be known as special guest? Would that be Would that be better? Ooh. I'm almost certain it was in my contract, but we can talk to my agent after. <laughs> you already have the M M&M and M sorted by. Cl- you can't taste the difference, anyways. <laughs> Mike, how the hell are you? What is new? What is going on? Uh, I'm I'm pretty well, all things considered. Um, I don't know if you guys heard, but. In the film and television industry, you know, there's been a little bit of a shakeup. Yeah. The mm-hmm. writers were on strike mm-hmm. for like five months. Mm-hmm. Hadn't mm-hmm. heard. And, <laughs> and well, so during that time, the actors also went on strike. Uh-huh. Copycats. Like, do their own right. shit. Bunch of taglines. Right. <laughs> um, so I've been out of work <laughs> since. Uh, uh, how many months has it been? It's been four months. I've been out of work for four months. And that's that's caused no like financial or mental stress or like anything. I mean, you've you've just been like eating avocado toast and drinking americanos all day, right? <laughs> My life's great. <laughs> yeah. Any uh, anything fun uh, of note that you've been watching? Anything good? I watched I watched through the whole run of Brooklyn Nine Nine over the last oh shit start like, to month finish. Or so. Yeah. Yeah. Is one of those shows where at my at an old job we worked on the music for it. So mm-hmm. like periodically episodes would follow me to do work on. Sure. And so I, I I've seen a bunch of the show. I just never watched it top to bottom. Yeah. So right. I did that. Nice. And let me tell you guys, that was a funny show. It is. I've, yeah, I've I've watched through the first couple of seasons and I fell off. But I heard that even though they're a comedy show, they did in their later years try to be conscious of some of the, like the changing landscape regarding you know how people feel about cops and shit like that like they're the like later on yeah. we're like oh, well, maybe we shouldn't feel great about being cops or something like that i don't know uh, they could yeah. go all the way because again they're a comedy show and you know and it is about cops right <laughs> right <laughs> they just all quit and open a yogurt stand <laughs> <laughs> the the last season definitely had shades of tonight on a very special episode of brooklyn 99 <laughs> <laughs> they they just got to do the SVU thing and make all of the criminals really vile so that you don't feel bad when they're like violating their rights. I'm like, fuck yeah, Stabler, beat the shit out of that pedophile. <laughs> do you guys want to uh, get into some flash forward? Absolutely. No More Good Days originally aired on September 24th, 2009. It was written by David S. Goyer and Brandon Braga. And it was directed by David S. Goyer. David S. Goyer is a mostly a superhero film guy. He has written on the Blade trilogy, the Dark Knight trilogy. He did a couple of Superman movies. He did Ghost Rider Spear of Vengeance. He directed Blade Trinity. But uh, beyond all of that shit, he wrote Dark City, which is better than all of those movies combined. So <laughs> I don't think I've actually seen Dark City. Which one is that? So there's like this city and it's real dark. Detroit? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a movie from like 95-ish. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Kiefer yeah. Sutherland. I got gotcha. you. With, uh, what's his nuts? With, uh, Kiefer. Known tree tackler, Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> <laughs> that movie fucking rips, though. It's really good. Oh, William Hurt. Fuck yep. yeah. Jennifer Connelly. Yep. Oh, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Bruce Spence? Oh, my God. Isn't All right, I'll shut Rupert up. Rupert Friend the... No, um, no. What the fuck's his name? Rupert Ev- Evans. He's the main guy. Uh, Rufus. Rufus uh, Sewell. Sewell. Yeah, got Sewell. there. Got it in one. Got it. Got it in one. 
<laughs> and then Brian, Brandon Braga was a writer on Star Trek The Next Generation, Star Trek Voyager, Star Trek Enterprise, as well as other sci-fi shows Threshold, Terra, Nova, The Orville, and both of the new Cosmoses. 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 Cosmeses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hate you, Cosmeses, two PCs. <laughs> uh, he apparently caught a little bit of flack back in the day for being sexist during his Star Trek days, but it turned out that that was mostly Rick Berman. And Brandon has tried to be better in days since. So, there you go. Well. <laughs> Flash forward. <laughs> yeah, where do we want to start with this, man? Holy smokes. Um, well, can I just say... So for the audience, Adam lent me his DVD set to watch this episode for this podcast. And just based on like the DVD box art and pictures that I saw on the Internet, I would have sworn that uh, Joseph Fiennes was Nestor Carbonell. From, like, <laughs> oh, oh, shit. This would have been <laughs> way better with Nestor Carbonell, because let me just yep. I'm going to say this right now. I'm sure Joe Fiennes is a, a, a lovely dude. There's something about his face that makes me think he's about to pass out all the time. Yeah. I get that. I can see that. Like he just looks sleepy and tired. Yeah. I've I've seen him. You know, he's been in a lot of period pieces, and when he has to play somebody from the 1600s, I believe it because they're all <laughs> anemic and never saw the sun. Sure. Um, <laughs> when he has to play Action Man, I, I don't believe it the littlest bit. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, just... I think he's he's trying to act, but, you know, we'll, we'll get into it here. I think there's some some writing problems with this. How dare you? So, not to, how, not how dare you disparage David S. Goyer and Brown and Braga like that? Well, listen. So, well, off, off the top, you see yeah. Josephine's face. Mm-hmm. And then shortly thereafter, you see a note in his gun safe that says, you're a crappy husband. I hate you. And I see that and I'm like, oh, this isn't going to go well for this guy, is it? I have I have something similar in my gun safe taped on the inside of the door. I have a Spanish blue eyes white dragon card from Yu-Gi-Oh. So it's kind of the same thing. You're trying to get yeah. that in so bad. Like I had to cut that from another episode. I know. And I think you're cutting this episode, so it's probably going to stay in. <laughs> <laughs> the Yu-Gi-Oh card stays. <laughs> Um, the, the thing I thought that was most funny about this thing starting off is that we're doing the Lost on Lost effect. The, the reason the, I'll, we'll talk about the reasons why this show is adjacent to Lost at the end. Um, mm-hmm. But so it opens with this car wreck and all this horrifying hellscape, whatever. And then like immediately has a flashback to four hours earlier. I was like, yeah. ah, flashbacks. <laughs> Lost, right? Right. <laughs> That's what you guys like is flashbacks, we love, right? We love well, and we flashback. love starting with a big crash and people screaming. That too. We yep. fucking love that love shit. Love that shit. <laughs> um, oh, this was my only note from that. Uh, the dude on fire. Uh, LOL. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's, his, that's his name, right? There's a guy stumbling through frame, and he's fully on fire. And I, I cracked up laughing. And he's just like, did I hit my mark? All right. <laughs> Which brings me to my next point. But we, we should really recognize stunt performers at the Academy Awards. Oh, absolutely. Oh, abso-fucking-lutely, yes. Um, but yeah, four hours earlier, open the gun safe. Yeah, I kind of forgot until way later. Okay, um, I, I've watched. Have, have either of you watched this before? No. Mike. When it first aired, I watched the first like four episodes, I think. Yeah. I had watched this when it was airing until they had a mid-season break after about episode 12. And then they went off for like the winter. They did took like a winter hiatus. I, I think it was like six or eight weeks, something like that. And then I never came back to it after. And I, so I never saw the second half of it. So I have some vague memories of this. 
I didn't remember until later that this is how Mark and Olivia interact as part of their <laughs> wedded sort of thing. Just their day to day. Like it's totally healthy. Y- that, yeah. yeah, right. Like I was like, this is it's like so it's so kindergarten flirty thing. It's like yeah. this is how children Oh, I hate you. You're a crappy husband. I never want to see you again. I gotta be mean to her to <laughs> tell her that I like her because I'm emotionally incapable of just yeah. saying the words. Right. Their third anniversary, he like put a worm in her hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He, you know, he steams up the bathroom mirror with the shower and he writes with his finger like your breath smells like a dead baby or something like that. And it's like, oh, man, he's such a fucking romantic. All it made me think of was like later when they we find out about Olivia's flash forward. I was like, you two didn't see this coming anyway. <laughs> let's, let's not spoil the end of the episode. Right. Exactly. But so, yeah, like. Uh, I mean, I didn't take a ton of notes for this, so, like, we can just kind of, like, hit, yeah. the, hit the highlights here. I mean, like, the, the first, like, ten minutes of this is several different seasons, but we're it's just introducing us to all of our characters our yeah. folks, pretty, yeah. pretty quickly. Um, we're introduced to Mark and his wife. We find out her name much later, because women don't need names. We just point at them. Um, <laughs> uh, her name's Olivia, played by Sonia Walger, who was recently in lost just before this hell yeah which is kind of neat i like her but yeah we we meet mark and olivia we meet their babysitter nicole who is coming into babysit uh mark and olivia's child charlie a little girl i have notes for nicole okay let's talk hit it what do we got if you're gonna be late don't also be carrying takeout coffee for only (laughs) you right yeah yeah if you're late you better have the carrying that is some millennial shit like (laughs) I was late. I got my fucking Starbies, though. Just shaking it, making that iced coffee noise. <laughs> There's something about the iced coffee and a key ring with a thousand keys and keychains on it. Like that noise in particular. That's just it, in the same hand as the coffee. Yes, just the coffee. Yes, yeah. All of the keys, uh, uh, the, the entire world's keys hanging from your pinky and then your cell phone in the other hand. <laughs> like, yes. And your work ID has got to be in the other hand, too. Like the work ID cannot be in the key ring. No. Sorry I'm late. Well, <laughs> did you bring pumpkin spice for the rest of us? <laughs> Hell, no. Um, the garage door's busted. Mark's got to fix that later. Hector's like, what's up, bro? Like, th- I didn't even write that down. I just remembered that that dude's name was Hector, and they talked about the garage door. So I became very emotionally invested in Hector because I was like, <laughs> oh, what's the deal with Hector? Do we see him later? When they were in the car chase on the bridge mm. and that truck flipped over, it was another landscaping truck. And I was like, oh, fuck, was that Hector? Like, did, did Hector, my sweet guy that I'm invested in, get hurt? And it turned, it's not the same truck. There was blue stripes on Hector's truck. Hector's fine. Okay, that's good. You know, I'd, you know, except for two minutes later when he probably blacked out and drove off a fucking cliff or something. But Or he was just still at Mark's house doing the thing. And then he has a flash forward. But because it's capitalism, it's just a flash forward of him mowing some other schmo's lawn. Like, <laughs> it's like oh, no, I, man. I flash forward about fucking work. <laughs> Hector's the one fucking his wife in six months. Let's go, baby. <laughs> I need this for Hector. I'm fucking invested in Hector. <laughs> Hector's the NPC that, like, the DM was just like, nah, his name's Hector. And I'm like, what's the deal with Hector? He's our new best friend. I will die for Hector. Fucking kill any of you motherfuckers for Hector. (laughs) Hector needs a W. Let's let him fuck Olivia. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, Hector's the guy who's still awake because he's like, all these fucking, all these jimokes are sleeping on the job. Somebody's going to be working around yeah, here. Yeah, got work to do. Oh yeah, he's just an immigrant trying to fucking make a living for his family. Like, um, Oh, I, have a really, I, I just thought of a really good joke for that scene when we get to it. Don't let me forget. Okay. <laughs> You just say it now. Um, because they were at a Detroit game, uh, half of those people were asleep anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Suck at the Tigers. <laughs> yeah. Um, big ups to Miggy, though. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're introduced to all of our characters. Yeah, Bryce, Nicole, Dimitri, Joe, uh, my, Mark's partner, Aaron, Mark's sponsor. Is he, is he back on the wagon? He's drinking out of a thermos that looked Suspect. Blue collar. He's a blue collar, dude. He's just yeah. he's gotta have a coffee thermos. It's all good. Why are you being so suspect that my man Brian F. O'Burn? Because I don't know, man. Because he <laughs> took it up with him to the podium while he's giving his talk, and I was like, is he is he back on the sauce? Let's go, juice. It's just a little bit of Java. Keep the eyes open. That guy works. Uh-huh. That guy's that guy's a that guy's a fucking taxpayer, man. He's got shit to do. He works full time. He does work full time. Sponsor. He's dead inside because his daughter died at the hands of the military industrial complex. Man, he's carrying a lot of shit. <laughs> Actually, no. Yeah, you're you're right. He's probably drunk. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is he also carrying some fucking McClutchin? some Jim Beam? That's my question. <laughs> um, yeah, Aaron, played by Brianna Faburn, this uh, amazing Irish actor. The thing that I first was ever exposed to him, he originated. I think he originated the role of Father Flannery in Doubt on Broadway. Oh, before they made the movie with Phil yeah. Hoffman. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. he played Father Flannery on Broadway. I could see that. I had been a little conscious of who he was, and so when he was in the show, I was like, oh shit, that's that's cool. All of a sudden, he's getting some TV work, and this is probably like the last TV show he did in America. <laughs> Let's see. Who else do we have? Um, we're introduced to some potential international terrorists, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Dimitri and Mark are on a stakeout. They're staking out some uh, some folks. They've been chasing these guys for, what they say, months, weeks, whatever. Yeah. So they're trying to get on it. D- Dimitri calls his fiance. Um, they're arguing about their wedding song. <laughs> I'm. I mean, I'm on Dimitri's side. That song is dumb as hell. Yeah, it's not good. Even though it's the Queen, so I have a mini montage here. We just are like, so which just like continues to show us what everybody's up to. Like it's yeah. sort of doing like a mini ramp up to the the thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, Doctor Varley Bryce or whatever. Like he's yep. gonna kill himself on like Venice Beach or some shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's at the Venice Pier. Yeah. Yeah. So I mostly know Zach Knighton um, from Happy Endings. Yeah. And I, you know, I had seen this show before I, before Happy Endings came out, and I had completely forgotten that he was in it, mm-hmm. and I guess therefore forgotten that he's like, he's not like a a comedy actor. He's just an actor, right? And just a, the job yeah. he gets hired for. <laughs> so. He, <laughs> He is the most average Midwest looking motherfucker that I have ever seen on television. I was like, yeah. this looks like every IT guy that walks around my office. Yep. Like, he's just a fucking dude. They're making a yeah. Guess Who movie, right? Based on the board game Guess Who. Are they? Are they? If they if they are, he should be in it. And he should be like <laughs> the guy. Yeah. <laughs> like on the card. <laughs> Nicole's making out. Aaron goes to work. Penny goes to work. That's the one time I was glad. I'm like, there's de- that actor's definitely not a teenager. She's got to be like 20 something. I was like, thank Christ. <laughs> That's uh, another note that I have for Nicole. Stop that? having booty calls when you're supposed to be nannying a kid. Right? Come on. Like, is that a hot take? 9 30, 10 o'clock in the morning? Like, <laughs> am I wrong? No. Am I wrong? No. 
Not at all. You're not even like going into a secluded. You're just like on the fucking like <laughs> yes. on the couch at the bottom of the stairs where the kid's bedroom is right at the top of the stairs. Yeah, and right. We learn later that the door is open. Shirt off in front of God and everybody. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> I'm just saying, if, if anyone calls me for a reference, it is not going to go well for Nicole. <laughs> right. Uh, Dimitri and Mark get made, and then there's a car chase. Yeah. Dimitri loves yelling. Man, this guy, he's screaming into <laughs> he the sure wall. He, he, he sure does. He sure does. He just fucking this is this is that like early 2000s like we didn't know as much about the military and like people who carry guns for a living and so it's just assumed that everyone just says like affirmative niner and they just <laughs> yell into walkie talkies. <laughs> okay, on that subject, I a civilian. I'm a music editor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I know the NATO phonetic alphabet. Yeah. Yeah. I would assume that an FBI agent should also know the NATO phonetic alphabet. You would think. And yet he's I wrote it down because I found it so egregious. He when he calls out the license plate, he says eight queen robert seven two two young he got none of them <laughs> not even a little bit all of those were wrong jesus uh, yeah that's uh well also mark when when he draws his gun post event it's the most wrongest i've ever seen someone <laughs> hold a gun like <laughs> with his feet yeah i mean it's the only way it could have been more wrong was if it was pointing at him <laughs> yeah Anyways, everyone passes out for two and a half minutes. <laughs> uh, quick shout out to Sixth Street Bridge. I also wanted to say that Dimitri acts like the dude in the backseat of the car in the car chase from To Live and Die in L.A., but not nearly as good. Um, <laughs> even though I love John Cho. But then, yeah, it's nap time. Flash, flash forward happens. So we focus first upon Mark's flash forward. Yeah. It's disjointed. It's whatever. We don't necessarily understand what's happening. Oh, I know exactly what he's doing when he's making the April Webster document. <laughs> <laughs> now, granted, the show is called Flash Forward, so I think the audience can assume what's happening. Yeah. But yeah, he's in front of a conspiracy board. He's hammered, um, just partying. Um, <laughs> like you do. Yeah. Looks great. Just getting lit. That's the only reason I want to be a detective. <laughs> uh, just so you can drink in dark rooms and be like... <laughs> <laughs> I just want to pin yard to cork boards and drink. Is there a job where I can do that? Right. I just want to have an ex-wife who's living a much better life without me. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> and then uh, he's about to get jumped by some sort of uh, armed mercenary squad. And then he snaps out of it. And then we go back to where the beginning of the show was happening. There's a car wreck. Shit, shit be fucked. Buses <laughs> flipped over. Helicopters crashing into planes. Uh, a guy driving a lime green VW Beetle steps out of his car on fire and stumbles out of it. <laughs> and the car... I guess is on fire on the inside, maybe. It's a little hard to tell. It's basically what happens every time the Steelers win, you know? <laughs> it's, it, was, uh, it was unrelated to the events of the day. It was just spontaneous automotive combustion, which is a real thing. Right, right, exactly. right, 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 right. See, you get it. That's, I mean, I, why else would there only be fire on the inside of the car? <laughs> 
He was vaping uh, and his pen exploded. Uh, it's uh, it's total chaos, as you would imagine. Um, that said, I feel like there wouldn't be as many bad car accidents in Los Angeles because the traffic should hypothetically be not moving that fast. I right. feel like there would be a lot of cars crunched into each other and not that many people going through windshields. <laughs> right. right. Which, it, which happens. We find a guy on the 6th Street Bridge through his windshield. Not even on a freeway. Whatever. <laughs> right. Like, you're going to let your foot off the accelerator. Your car is only going to be going yeah, 20 if you're on, an hour yeah, or something. And, and again, if you're on the 101 or the 110, like you're just sitting there anyway. You were yeah. probably, you probably, your foot was probably in the brake. You're just going to yeah, creep exactly. into the car in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in LA traffic passes out for the two and a half minutes. They wake up and they don't even realize anything happened. They're just like, yeah. <laughs> Everyone is just idled into the Prius in front of them. Yeah. We call the that Tesla. a 405 nap. <laughs> uh, Nicole hit her head, falling off of the dude, and goes to check on Charlie. And this is honestly the most horrifying thing in the whole episode. She goes up to the room, Charlie's there, says, I had a bad dream. Okay, makes sense. Uh, she then says, I dreamt there were no more good days. Ugh. Me and you both, kid. She she came with some real red rum energy. At least the cynicism is like being bred into that child early, you know? Like, I feel the same way. <laughs> like, you can only imagine what she saw. It's like, ugh. Because yeah. everybody's only, like, we find this out later, but everybody only just saw two minutes. What did she see in two minutes that she was like, good days are over forever and ever? <laughs> Everyone saw two minutes at 10 p.m. How old is this kid? Is she still up at 10 p.m.? Right. Which, I mean, I'll, I will want to come back to that point later, but All right. <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. Um, we come back to the highway. Uh, Dimitri's fine. He was missing from the car, but then he's fine. Two of them locate the SUV that they were chasing. They grab a woman out of there. And then, like, all the passersby and everybody's like, I heard it. Like, a trucker's like, I heard it on the CB. Somebody in San Diego says she's fucked down there, too. Goddamn. And with the speed unparalleled, even in today's 24-hour news cycle, it becomes apparent that this is a global phenomenon within minutes after it's happened. Right. Even people yeah. on the sidewalk are aware fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean it was, this is 2020 2010 uh well 2009 yeah. twitter was already a thing i suppose yeah absolutely yeah just some idiot and on the 405 like wakes <laughs> yeah. up and tw he's tweeting and traffic is like damn I, I just passed out of the 405 nothing happened <laughs> lol all of the influencers tweeted about it and so everyone knew within seconds yeah <sighs> i justine broke the story <laughs> Uh, it turns out they're not that far from uh, Olivia's hospital, so Mark just, like, runs over there. Phone lines are jammed, obviously. Makes total sense. Dimitri can't call his girlfriend. Played by Gabriel Union, which we won't find out till way, till at least next episode. Who? Just suffice it to say, John Cho is punching outside, uh, he's punching above his weight yeah, class. Yeah, that's right. 100% out kicking his coverage. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm on the IMDb page, and I see the fucking Dom Monahans in this goddamn show, and I'm just so mad. <laughs> I told you we were going to get to our lost connection later. <laughs> oh, shit, sorry. Spoilers. Oh, shit. Spoilers for, I don't know, what, halfway through it's the season? The, it's the impossibly hot chick from Bad Boys 2. That's all you had to say. Oh, shit, she was in Bad Boys 2. That's she right. She played um, uh, the sister. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Martin Lawrence's yeah, yeah, sister. And actually, yeah. you, you, found, you found what I was searching for. Impossibly hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he starts running over there. He passes by a kangaroo <laughs> like, and, yeah. a, and a store doing the news about it. Um, yeah. 
Oh, you mean like a like a polar bear? Like it shouldn't belong there? Like, <laughs> guys, like how did the kangaroo get out? It's not like nowhere, because people fell asleep at the, the zoo, zoo that the animals are like now's our fucking chance. Let's go. We've <laughs> right. had the keys this whole time. Yeah, yeah. We you got to assume that on the Sixth Street Bridge there, L.A. Zoo is at least six miles to the north. There's no way that those uh, kangaroo could cover that distance that far, even if it would have got out. And even if it did, it probably would have just stayed in the park. Folks are getting back to work. Like they're at a hospital. And it's like, yeah, we passed out. We lost this guy, but like we now we hey we got more people to help. So they just get back to work. People like it's fucked, but like it's not like yeah. People People just get back to work. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hospital. Yeah. It's you a got, hospital. got to keep moving. That's yep. right. Don't get hung up. It, also, at the FBI headquarters in Los Angeles, they're getting back to work, too. Uh, Seth MacFarlane works there for whatever Why reason. the fuck? Why? 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 Like, Family Guy's on at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not like he needs a SAG card. Maybe he wanted to do some serious acting. I don't know. Or I just like no, doubt or, it. Or just no. not comedy acting. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember how many episodes he does. I he might only be in this one, um, or maybe just a couple. I don't know. Uh, I didn't bother to look it up because I I don't necessarily care. But it, I, I <laughs> yeah, like I, I was expecting him to the... do a bit or like a gag or yeah. something. Like come out and be like doing a voice or whatever. But yeah. he's just like yeah, we don't even find out his name. Might as well be just be Seth. Right. But yeah, uh, FBI, they 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 do a nice little briefing here. They put everything together. Hey, everybody passed out for a little over two minutes. Fucking imagine the chaos that could happen if the world kept running without people for two minutes. Right. Every fucking plane crashed. Yeah. They said there were like 800 some plane crashes in America alone. Like. Right. Yeah. You know, a lot of car accidents, a lot mm-hmm. of. You know, people dying on tables, people just just passing out and falling downstairs and, and seriously right, the, injuring themselves. The surfers, keep, you know, yep, just the surfers like drowning, face down yep. in the water. Yep. You know, yep. yeah. <laughs> I love that when he's like, "Help, help!" He's like, oh, don't worry, I'm on my way. I'm a doctor. Who gives a fuck? Just hurry just up. <laughs> also, the guy who's face down, he's toast. The bodies that you're running over to get to the water, people, they could also use your attention. They're probably more likely to survive. Right. I don't care if you're the fucking churro guy. Just Start doing chest compressions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they they figured out, they start collating data. Two minutes and 17 seconds. Everybody blacked out. And Mark was like, well, that wasn't my experience. My experience was not a blackout. I was having what I can only feel is like a memory. <laughs> um, you guys, I don't feel like I blacked out. Like, I feel like I was personally attacked. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you for a split second Mark was like what if I was the only one who had a <laughs> right I'm the center of the world I am I am right. a, I am a right, white right, right, right. government agent I am I have power I had a vision and then Seth MacFarlane's like I a white man also had a vision <laughs> yeah but and they're like, like oh shit <laughs> yeah and they're you know it's it's like it's interesting because you know they they do a little like well I I had a dream that I was in England and I was in a meeting with some broad and a bird hit the window. So they call up that broad and she's like, I had a dream where I was in a meeting with you and a bird hit the window. So you're like, okay, so this was some sort of, you know, shared experience. It yeah. wasn't like, yeah. you know, we're, we're putting some validity to this. Right. We're not just having all individual disconnected right, dreams. Right, right, These right. are. And then, yeah, they surmise that they're memories from the future. And they're able to suss out the date. People were looking at reports or newspapers or whatever. They find out that it's going to be April 29th, 2010, roughly six months from the day that they're in. Yeah. Which, so in the initial 
initial uh, in Mark's when we first see his flashback or mm-hmm. flash forward. Yep. I thought that they did a, a very good job of like they showed us what the date was going to be, but didn't I mean, they, did, they didn't hammer it home. You know, right, too sure. bad. It, it wasn't heavy handed. But then over the course of the rest of the episode, it felt very labored. They, they really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Or. Or the fact that Dimitri d- didn't have a vision, and yeah. we have to say it nine different times, and fucking, well, why didn't I have a vision? He was asleep. Why did I have I'm dead. Shut I up. want a vision now. <laughs> oh, and this is the other the other thing that I was going to come back to. Yep. Um, I think it's at this part of the episode. It might be a little bit later. But Janice, the other FBI agent, yep. her flash forward is she's at her OBGYN getting a Ultra sonogram. Song. Yeah, sonogram. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess this is also a function of watching it a couple of times to take notes on it. But I've met doctors and you're not getting an appointment at 10 p.m. with (laughs) any of them ever. That's a fucking good point. (laughs) Well, now maybe she was also in England and was... was and so you're you're definitely not getting a doctor's appointment at 6 a.m. She'd have to have been in my... I was thinking more just because, you know, healthcare, you can just see a doctor anytime. I don't know. (laughs) I had a doctor appointment yesterday that I had to schedule in fucking August. (laughs) Do you think that there's anybody that had a flash forward that literally was just watching Sandra Bullock and Jesse James's divorce because they they divorced in 2010 in June? Yes. 100%. Yeah. You want to know what other celebrity news there was in... (laughs) 2010 because boy oh boy am i oh charlie sheen remember that guy oh no. boy <laughs> bieber fever oh my god oh yeah believers yeah uh yeah this is the first time we were here that dimitri didn't have a vision the first of, of four thousand times but yeah then we we sort of start like this whole time loopy sort of thing where they're like well i i'm investigating this case six In months from now and yeah. i yeah, like I have all of this evidence, so let's start assembling. Even if we don't know what it means yet, let's put together what I can remember. We are the task force in the future, so let's become the task force now. Yeah, real quick, I want to circle back to Janice and the sonogram. She oh, said she she says incredulously, "I don't even have a boyfriend." <laughs> You're an adult. I mean, it's it's you, six you months know, later, you, lady. You know that's a, that that's not how this works, right? Yeah. <laughs> You found out at the sonogram that you were having at 10 p.m. that you were, what, what did you say, 16, 14 weeks 17 long? 17 weeks. 17 weeks. So, about a month from now. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not as good at math as I used to be, but I'm reasonably certain that six months is longer than 17, 17 weeks. weeks. Right. So, so sometime <laughs> in the near future. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what Barry Henley just walks in and like a smooth operator is just like oh I I I totally had a dream where I put a baby in you so uh, <laughs> right let's yeah. dick down four other FBI agents were like I had a vision where I was having sex with Janice <laughs> <laughs> while she was with her OBGYN yeah it was fucking hot <laughs> the four of us were in the waiting room we were like I wonder which one of us it is <laughs> do you think she'll find out who the real dad is. Gross. Next time uh, on soap. Let's cut all that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they start setting up the board exactly. They, t- uh, I think they, Janice says mosaic. They, they talk about the idea of the yeah, mosaic yeah, yeah, having yeah, yeah, some yeah. sort of uh, website where they can collate people's experience, start doing cross references, and all that stuff like that. Build a website with Squarespace. <laughs> Hey, did a global phenomenon of everybody on the planet blacking out just happen and you need to cross-reference dreams that you may have had during this experience? Uh, 
go ahead and uh, go over to squarespace.com. Use the coupon code Lost on Lost Ten for ten percent off the first month. Squarespace. All the tools you need to collate uh, flash forwards from seven billion people. <laughs> right. Like you said, Twitter already existed, so like they they would just be dude millennials and like <laughs> like if that should happen today, Gen Zers would just be like, oh fucking uh, yeah, six months from now, Henry Kissinger's still alive, idiot. Like you know, just like nobody would be taking it seriously, right? right. Yeah. My mine, I'd be, I'd have thousands of mosaic entries that were all jokes, just like <laughs> right. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It would be the least reliable repository. Six months from now, the minimum wage is still seven bucks, like. <laughs> I bought an Arizona iced tea and the can was a dollar twenty nine. It was bullshit. <laughs> um, Dimitri thinks he's gonna be dead. I'm he, fine with it. He he goes he goes. Why don't you just say what we're both thinking? I'm gonna be fucking dead. It's like Mark just gave you five things that he thought it was other than not being dead. You could have been asleep. You like Mark wasn't thinking that, but now we're all thinking it. And yeah, yeah. If you're gonna be this annoying for the next six months. <laughs> But, like, also, he's an FBI agent. Right. Yeah, it's entirely possible that yeah. you could be dead in six months. He he could have died before the fucking blackout happened this morning on the stakeout during the car crash. Like, car chase. Right. The, a car flipped over in front of them. Yeah. I'm sure we get, you know, his fiance's vision, but, you know, then he's, like, soft launching. Like, hey, what was, what was your vision? Was I... Was I there? I have problems remembering dreams. Do you yeah. want to? Do you want to know? Do you want to know hers? Because I remember what hers is. Yeah, sure. She has a vision of what she believes at first is a beach wedding, but she then comes to realize later on by talking to some other people, it's his memorial service. Nice, fucking nice. Sucks to suck, Dimitri. <laughs> God is punishing us, is what Nicole says. But, like, for what, though? Excellent question. Dereliction of nannying duties? I was going to say, <laughs> everybody who wasn't boning during the blackout, take a step forward. Not so fast, Nicole. <laughs> yeah. Premarital sex. <laughs> In the immortal words of my own father, it's not premarital sex if you don't plan on marrying her. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Your dad's a fucking savage, and I love it. I love it. Oh, I mean, he is technically correct. The best guy is correct. <laughs> oh my god, that's so fucking dope. Um, <laughs> we juxtapose Nicole's doom saying with Bryce's newfound uh, hope-filled life, um, because he was like three seconds away from not being alive and six months from now he's still alive so he's all yeah. like it's a it's a gift from god i saw balloons i had a wonderful day at the beach i saw several surfers drown it was fun it was so cool i got an elephant deer um they were free because the because the guy frying him fell into the fryer and died I wanted to ride the uh, the Ferris wheel, but then I realized I was at the Venice Pier, not the Santa Monica Pier. <laughs> Damn it! It's I mean, it's a TV show. They would they would put them both together. I one hundred percent thought that it was the Santa Monica Pier, and I had to go back in my notes and scratch in Venice Pier when he said where he was. Yeah, because um, I forgot uh. that the Venice Pier is a real thing. Uh, um, and this is where we find out that Olivia, she's like, I saw the end of my marriage. <laughs> all dramatic and shit. Don't ascribe all kinds of. You don't know. You saw two minutes of a thing. Oh, you, okay. Like, you, yeah. You saw that another decade. That dude, fuck. It could have been anybody. That could have been some sort of late night TV repairman. 
Could have been JP. Yeah. So so he didn't so he didn't have shirt on. I mean, they could be in a thruple now. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's I mean it's 2023. Right. Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, you know, now, not then. Yeah. Right. It's the same thing though. Yeah. Um but yeah, she's all dramatic about it. And I guess okay, like maybe this morning she woke up and despite the fact that her and her husband regularly say to each other, "I hate you," she thought that their marriage was going to last for the long haul. 6 more months. <laughs> Uh, come back to so it's later that night. Like everything's winding down. Mark fixes the garage door. Or he talks to Aaron. Uh, he tells he's like, "Yeah, I, I was hammered." And he's like, "Oh shit!" Uh, everybody relapses. I relapsed. You're drunk. He's drunk. Everybody's drunk. Everybody's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but Aaron's carrying some other shit. Uh, he saw his daughter, who they believe was killed in Afghanistan. Yeah, is alive, and he's with her. And so that's pretty fucking buck wild for him honestly i think out of all the visions probably the most buck wild maybe yeah 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 what if it was a prank and she was really in a laugh stand um is that anything is that a no guys all right (laughs) no anyways i'm gonna keep eating this salad um so, uh, oh, somewhere along the line, Olivia and Bryce, they save a little boy and he is fine. He had a, t- uh, t- a tension hemothorax. Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah. Collapsed lung. Yeah. And they saved him and he's fine. And he's a little boy. And they're like, we don't know where his dad is. The mom's dead and the dad is around. Whatever. But the kid also like he knows her name. Like. Interesting. Ooh. Ooh. It's creepy fucking kids. I, I, it's funny because. I know who the guy is in the thing, so I wrote that down in, in Olivia's flash forward. I know who that is, so I wrote down his name, even though we don't find it out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want to know? Uh, isn't it... Uh... It's uh, Admiral Norrington from... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah Jack Davenport. Another a yeah, great, yeah, Jack great Davenport, British actor. Also the father of the son of the kid. Yeah. That's how the boy knows, because she and their dad, they're getting at it. Or whatever. Yeah. Charlie gives Mark the friendship bracelet. He's very apprehensive about putting it on because he uh, he, he wants to, like, fight against destiny. Or he doesn't want to drink because he knows his wife will leave him if he starts drinking. So if he puts on the bracelet, it's, gonna, it's a symbol that the future is going to happen as they all saw it. Despite the fact that if he would have looked closely, the friendship bracelet that he was wearing in the vision is not even close to the same kind of friendship bracelet that the little girl made. They're totally two different types of friendship oh, are they? bracelet. They're absolutely 100%. Yeah. They're the same colors, oh. but they are different. Hers is like way thicker and bigger. His The one that he's wearing in there is a little itty bitty one. See, I, I would start abusing this this knowledge like as soon as possible be like well was i wearing a cast in the thing six months from now no guess what i'm gonna skateboard fucking everywhere you know what i mean <laughs> like do i know how to skateboard no but i guess i'm just invincible now interesting you should bring that up yeah there's another memory i have from i think episode four five six ish something like that um the fbi headquarters gets attacked by i think maybe these international terrorists that they're trying to ring up um and they're in the parking garage underneath the thing and they're in this huge shootout and then like mark and uh courtney b Vance, did they say his character's name ever? No, him. Uh, uh, maybe maybe Janice, maybe Seth Seth McFarlane are, are all involved, but they're all behind, taking cover behind cars as they're taking fire. And then they all look at each other. And then they have this realization because they had a vision on April 29th. It means they don't die here. And so then they just right. all like stand up and start blasting. <laughs> but, and, I'm, and I'm pretty sure it's set to like a Rolling Stone by Bob Dylan. <laughs> oh my god. But that, but then it's like it's like um, I know I've made this reference before with uh, was it Boone and Lost I forget what it was but uh, 
where it's in like hot tub time machine where dude's gonna lose his arm like yeah. you're just waiting for dimitri to die yeah. like every instance where it's like oh dimitri's gonna get fucking smoked and then he doesn't yeah, like exactly. ah, die, you best yeah um so yeah so whatever they cut over to the fbi dimitri and janice were working late uh janice had started to collate like closed caption or closed circuit tvs um video cameras webcams all kinds of stuff and she was like i found this really neat thing at the detroit baseball stadium uh. and he's like what am i looking at everybody's asleep they all passed out and she's like look at that look right there there's a dude walking beer here <laughs> <laughs> commerce never sleeps that's right um and that's pretty fucking spooky because apparently he was the only guy on the planet that was that was awake during the blackout spooky spooky scary it seems like she could have just said all of the stuff about right i looked at all these closer tvs and webcams and stuff and then i saw this right she shows him a bunch of yeah so i was yeah i was collating all these videos and like look here's a bunch of video yeah just be like he's on the phone over there and he's like hey dimitri uh i found a video where there's a guy away come here <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he's like oh shit i gotta go baby love you click uh and then i think the episode ends because that's my last note <laughs> uh yeah. yeah i'm also curious like there's whole parts of the world where the vast majority of people in a specific region were just sleeping so like those countries are relatively unaffected right, right. yeah their their flash forwards were just them dreaming right yeah exactly or yeah. nothing <laughs> yeah or, yeah, or nothing. so there we go flash forward the pilot no more good days yeah did we like it wasn't good why not mike i so I forget if we talked about this before, but I watched the pilot in 2009 mm -hmm. and, you know, the first few episodes of the series. And I think I just didn't have the emotional bandwidth mm. to keep watching it. Sure. And I kind of feel the same now. Like, <laughs> sure, sure. It's fine, I guess. OK, there there are uh, nits that I could pick and have over the last however long we've been recording. Mm -hmm. You know, there there were I, like I had some notes about things that that, that I thought they did really well, like. The sprinkling in of the date in the first flash forward. And then yeah. there, there's a moment where um, they're talking about everybody's flash forwards. And Courtney B. Vance says, I was in a meeting. And then it cuts to him on the can. Right. And I thought that that was a, a really nice That's, moment of levity. Yeah. Right. Yeah, without yeah. like without breaking the immersion of the show. Because yeah. like, what's he going to do? Say like, oh, yeah, I was uh, taking a dump. Right. Exactly. He's a, he's a man with a position of authority. He's just going to yeah, yeah, like, right. put embarrass himself in front of his staff in this moment of crisis. No. Exactly. Yeah. No, so like stuff like that, I thought, you know, worked really nicely. There was the bit when Olivia and Mark were in bed and like talking about what their respective visions were. Mm -hmm. And I thought sure. that, like, the, the setup to that conversation about like, I saw the end of my marriage kind of feels like. You know, we, we saw Mark drinking. So is there is her vision related to that in some kind of way? Sure. Yeah, sure. But then she sees what she perceives as like it's her fault that, you know, she cheated. And like that's right. Yeah. It's her fault that the relationship is falling apart. And so, like, sure. I guess we from, you know, just based on the first episode, we don't know what the first domino to fall in the end of their relationship was. And so, you know, like I thought that that was pretty well set up yeah. so you know there's stuff like that but then like there's also everything that john show says which was <laughs> yeah. kind of annoying yeah um yeah so you know there overall i don't think i loved it but there there were some gems sure jp yeah i think 
the concept is is very interesting and knowing that it's only like 23 episodes like did they did they wrap it up or were they like expecting a second season and then like um i think they were expecting a second season so i think that there is i don't know if there's a hard cliffhanger but they i don't think things were wrapped up necessarily yeah i it's an interesting concept that if it was only ever planned to be like one season, I'd be like, that's a cool like miniseries kind of thing. The dialogue in this fucking pilot is rough and it's it's written rough and it's performed really rough. And there's a lot of like pilot trope, like the scene where he's talking to his buddy from AA and they're in like what looks like the Avatar like world because <laughs> everything's green and shimmering. I'm like, what the fuck? The DP was like, yeah, I'm, this is going on my fucking reel, baby. Yeah, and it's like, you understand that an outdoor pool would not reflect into the house like that, like, even a little. <laughs> I have but outdoor like, pools okay, on my wall. what if it did? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I, I think that the, the concept is cool, but I f- that's... That's what we're seeing a lot of in The Lost Effect, right? Interesting yeah. concepts. Are they being executed well? Right. Um, and I That's I fair. have a sneaking suspicion that this is a cool concept that does not get executed well. Sure. So. I buy that. Yeah. Um, Adam. Um, I, I, yeah. The, I do not think the script is very good. That said, as a, as a pilot, I think this for me at least, did make me want to watch the next episode. Oh, totally. Yeah. Was part of that because I was expecting this episode, the pilot, to be 90 minutes long? Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> but it, I, I very much want to watch the next episode of this show. But that's because this 45 minutes is like nothing but exposition. Yeah. Yeah. It, it asks uh, it asks us a bunch of questions and, and introduces us to the characters. And so, yeah, now I have all these questions about what the fuck. So, yeah, I want to keep going because I do want to know the answer to these questions. Um, that said, I have on two separate occasions, the first time this was show was on the air. And then after I bought the complete series on DVD, attempted to watch the show all the way through and never made it further than the mid-season hiatus. So no I, shit. So I know that it does start to drag. Yeah. That, that said, in some later episodes, there is some cool shit. Again, like the them all of a sudden th- realizing, quote, realizing that they're invincible <laughs> and then just like becoming superheroes for that brief second in that one exchange. But then also you do get some characters we haven't been introduced to yet trying to buck against fate. This global blackout creates like a whole the, the all these Dimitri's not the only person who had no vision and they so they call sure. they, they form some sort of group they call themselves the visionless or the whatever or something like that and so sure. like kind of they like a doomsday cult kind of sort of forms out of this and they do some cool actions some globe trotting trying to figure all this out uh, the one big lost connection here was uh, or there there are a couple of big lost connections there ABC is trying to capitalize upon the success of Lost by doing a, a mystery box, another mystery box. Sure, show. sure, sure. They're doing trying to do a little bit of name recognition. Dominic Monaghan is not in this episode. He is in fifteen of the twenty-four episodes. Spoiler: He's the fucking guy awake in Detroit. Um, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's still shaking people going, I'm the basis from Drive Shaft. <laughs> you can just hear it off in the distance. You are everybody. You are everybody. <laughs> so, you're, uh, yeah, I, I like this as a pilot because I think it does what a pilot needs to do. Yeah. And then I agree with you, JP, that I believe that this is a, an interesting concept poorly executed uh, along the line. Uh, the the concept, the flash forward, the, the show itself was based 
based on a novel written by Robert Sawyer called Flash Forward. Oh, I didn't know that. The book is great. I read the book uh, sometime after the show had gone off the air and I had not yet purchased the DVD. I was like, oh, that's based on a book. And so I bought the book and I read the book. The book's great. Um, oh, they, shit. They made one big change between the book and the show. In the book, the flash forward happens. It does still only occur for a couple of minutes, but everybody flashes forward to a period in their life 21 years in the future. Oh, fuck. Right. Less actionable data there. Lower stakes doesn't necessarily work for a television show. Whatever. What do you do with information about your life 20 years from now? You know, et cetera, et cetera. So they, that's, I think, why David Goyer and Brant Braga pitched the idea of having the period be that much closer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, and it's also like, it's interesting that everyone like knows this moment like this exact like did everyone share the same time of day well i imagine not because well you know because it's it, it would be their time zone yeah it was all relative to their time zone so i think so, like, well that's... no because i thought like the boss because he's like taking a shit right but like you know he took a shit at 10 p.m <laughs> yeah, so like it, it's one of those where you would think everyone like there would be an app where everyone would be counting down the second, so everyone would just be looking at their phone. Like now right. we've affected the future because right. we know the future, so now we're all, all counting down to the future. So everyone's just gonna be standing there like waiting for the thing to happen. It's a time loop paradox. <laughs> well, I don't know. And it, it's interesting too because again, this I, this happens sometime in the first ten episodes because I remember seeing it. There is an uh, there's a an agent who um i think this is how dimitri gets exposed to the doomsday cult or the the visionless cult or whatever there's a guy who an fbi agent one of the guys on the team he kills himself despite the fact that he had a vision thereby thereby proving to everybody else that the visions are not set in stone they are just okay i gotcha i gotcha so which like that's a big swing guy and and you know he I'm, I'm not necessarily remembering everything about it, but I feel like there were certain aspects about his life that gave, like, made him want that as an out. And then he's like, "Oh, I can do two. I can do two things here. I can, I can get out of my own shitty life and also show everybody else that's still wrapped up about thinking about the future that they don't, they don't need to be." Sure. Okay. Do we want to spoil who it was? Because that's one of the few things that I remember about my first time watching the show. Who was it? It was Jet Jackson. Ah, not Jet Jackson. I was going to say, it wasn't somebody we met in this episode. It probably meet them in the second episode. No, it was. We met Jet Jackson oh, in was this he, episode. Was he, oh, yeah, yeah. He was in the first room. That's right. He has the titular line. That's right. That's right. It's that guy. Yeah. One of the huh? younger one of the younger FBI agents in the first room when they first yeah, when Mark's like, that wasn't my experience and Jess like, maybe it was a flash forward. <laughs> Which oh, I love gotcha, I, gotcha, gotcha. I love that he comes up and is like, in my flash forward, and mm-hmm. that's just how it becomes branded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's that guy. The only other thing I remember, and I didn't see this on my watch through because it happens in the second half of the show. They did in the TV show do a second flash forward event, and that one was 21 years in the future. So, oh, so they replicated the flash forward from the book in the second half of the show. Really? Yeah. Well, how about that? And I don't know how that went because, again, I didn't see that happen. It's got to happen in like the second or last uh, second to last episode, you know, like right close to the end. Has Jet Jackson ever just played a young Tay Diggs? I feel like they could do like a time loopy thing. Like they should have been in Looper. <laughs> oh, we should have did fucking Daybreak. For oh, this, for the lost lost effect. But yeah, that's flash forward. I I see, I see the interest. I see the hook, but. Like we said here, I mean, if it's if they don't 
executed properly, that's you only get one season. Yeah. Mike, thanks. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. It's yeah. good to be yeah. back. Yeah, absolutely. Fans of uh, actual Lost on Lost, Mike Trailer will return, much like James Bond. <laughs> we got him for the back half of the show, so we'll, we'll have him for a, a more structured episode than this chaos. <laughs> Do you got anything you want to plug, Mike? The movie that I work on is uh, it's called Cinderella's Revenge. Mm. It's by the same people who made Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Jesus oh, yeah, Christ. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, this like slasher telling of Cinderella. Okay. And so if, you know, Blood and Honey was your thing, this you might get into it. All right. I mean, I just want to see what them feet do, baby. <laughs> 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 I fucking love that joke about the. <laughs> I met this beautiful woman last night. And I think she was the love of my life. We'll we'll find her right away, Your Highness. Uh, just round up all the women in the town and let me look at their feet. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a scene like with the stepsisters um, trying to fit into the shoe, and there's I what I hope is temp sound effects that oh no we're just. Ugh. It was awful having to listen to. Aye, aye, aye. All right. Well, awesome. Well, Mike, thanks again for joining us. Yeah. Talking some flash forward, shooting the shit. My pleasure. Adam, what are we watching next time? That is an excellent question. Next time, we once again will not be watching Lost. We are doing the Lost Effect, and uh, this is a pretty decent parallel, which we will talk about when we get to it, but we're going to watch the pilot episode of Once Upon a Time. Ah. This one I have some opinions on. I I remember watching this one when it aired. Same. So, yeah, I I have some thoughts. And uh, and you all out there, uh, you're going to be hearing them. (laughs) (laughs) Like it or not. Like it or not. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's what we're doing next time. The pilot of Once Upon a Time. Uh, Our centric character, Jennifer Morrison as Emma Swan. Yeah. All so, right, cool. There you go. Well, hey, thanks for everybody for uh, tuning into this episode of Lost on Lost. Yeah, I'm Adam. Now I'm JP. You have any idea what's going on uh, on any of the shows that we watched so far? Only the one that happens on April 10th. Excellent. <laughs> Lost on Lost is produced and edited by me and JP. We wish to acknowledge that we live, work, and produce our show on occupied land. Burbank, California is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Tongva, Chumash, Keech, and Fernandeño Tataviam peoples. Milwaukee, Wisconsin is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Peoria, Potawatomi, Miyama, and Ho-Chunk peoples. And Lost was produced in Hawaii on the lands of the Kanaka Maoli. Visit native-land.ca to learn more about the land you live and work on. You can engage with us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at Lost on Lost One. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com or support us with dollar monies at coffee.com slash wearelostonlost. Thanks to Lostpedia and its community of contributors, Danny Schmitz, Random.org, and as always, you the listeners for tuning in. We're hosted at Podbean. You can hear us there or wherever you get your podcasts, except MySpace. We're not on MySpace. Yet. (laughs) 